Welcome in to this season's first episode of the Nesson College Hockey Podcast. I'm Nesson.com's Logan Mullen alongside Lauren Campbell. Lauren, how's it going? It's going. It's, it's great to be back talking hockey with you. It is. Not like we do it every day. Nope. <laughs> uh, so this will be a preview episode of sorts uh, with the hockey season just getting underway this past weekend. Uh, it's Tuesday, October 5th that we're recording this. So we've had a few games over the last few days, but the schedule will really start to ramp up in the coming weeks. Uh, so this will be a preview episode of sorts as we sort of take a look around Hockey East and get you all caught up on where everything stands after the first full weekend of action. Uh, you know, Believe it or not, the season is underway. So we've got a lot to get to, but first I want to go over this weekend's Nesson College Hockey schedule. Uh, so on Thursday, we have a straight-up Hockey East matchup. That will be between Merrimack and number 11 Providence at 7 p.m. on Nesson. And then Friday marks the start of the Icebreaker Tournament that Holy Cross hosts in Worcester at the DCU Center. So Friday on Nesson Plus, we'll have number 6 Boston College against number 10 Quinnipiac at 4.30. And then that will be followed by number 18 Northeastern taking on Holy Cross at 8 o'clock. Again, both of those games are on Nesson Plus. Then on Saturday, we'll have Northeastern against Quinnipiac at 4.30 on Nesson Plus, followed by Boston College against Holy Cross at 7.30 on Nesson. Remember, all of our Hockey East coverage is brought to you by Rockland Trust, where each relationship matters. So we'll pivot real quick and take a look at what has happened over the past weekend. It was a weird mix of non-conference games versus exhibition games. Uh, so Saturday was the busy day that sort of kicked everything off. Uh, in terms of games that did technically count, Providence beat Army 7-0, UConn beat Sacred Heart 6-3, Northeastern beat Bentley 4-0, Arizona State, uh, UMass Lowell traveled to face them, they lost 5-3, and then Minnesota State beat UMass. Um, so, and then, let's see, sorry, uh, Minnesota State ended up beating UMass again on Sunday, 6-3, and then UMass Lowell ended up getting a little redemption against Arizona State, 4-2. Uh, so that's when we're now starting to get into the area of the games mattering a little bit more. Uh, there have been some official hockey's results in the women's slate, which we can get to a little bit later on. But uh, we'll start with our three stars of the week because, you know, even if some of the games don't matter or don't count technically, there were some noteworthy performances. Uh, so why don't we start with the women? Lauren, uh, go ahead and take it away there. Yeah, so it was good. Good week for the women. Um, Abigail Levy out of BC, she's the goalie there. She had 36 saves Thursday night against Penn State, and 35 of those came in regulation. Uh, 33 saves on Friday against Penn State once again, including 15 in the second. So 69 saves through two games, and she's a big reason why BC's 2-0 in those first two games. So she gets star, the first star, and then Julia Neris out of BU, uh, she was absent, an absolute force through the Terriers' first two games against UNH. She scored the go-ahead goal and then the game winner. She's taken 10 shots, and she's a plus four on the season already. And to round it out, it's McKenna Parker, also out of BU. She scored the game-tying goal against UNH on Friday. She was physical all over the place. Um, Brian DeRocher, the head coach, had tons of praise for her, saying that she did everything you could ask for, including scoring that goal. Indeed. So the women's slate has actually been going on since like mid to late September. They're a few weeks into their season now. Um, so a lot of it has been non-conference play as well as some exhibitions, but the women have been going for a little bit now. Um, so on the men's side, um, I have as my first star UMass Lowell freshman Matt Crossa. Um, 
pretty impressive showing for a guy playing in his first college games at uh, three goals in just two games against Arizona State as well as an, ex an assist only took four shots so he's uh, going with a 75% shooting percentage right now uh, and rightfully was named the Hockey East player of the week uh, next one was our second stars Jaden Struble who I remember watching at the bean pot a couple years ago and for whatever reason when I saw his name pop back up across my radar this weekend I was honestly a little surprised that he was not older he's only a junior so he was wreaking havoc as a freshman at Northeastern um, but again only a junior had a goal and two assists in just one game this weekend uh, and the goal was shorthanded so nice effort from him and then Devin Levi also from Northeastern he is our third star uh, sophomore goalie saw a little bit of action last year as a backup for the Huskies but stopped all 29 shots he faced in his first ever start uh, for Northeastern uh, Levi is a Sabres prospect he was drafted in the seventh round last year and was fantastic in, for Canada and the World Juniors last year that was sort of what put him on the map for a lot of people uh, now on the college hockey landscape I feel like more so now than ever there are a lot of college NCAA players uh, that are Bruins prospects uh, so plenty of them to look out for uh, Johnny Beecher is a big one uh, he's going into let's see his junior year at uh, Michigan and should be one of those guys to sort of watch a first round pick of the Bruins a few years back he's sort of knocking on the door for maybe getting ready to gear up to play professionally uh, Mason Lori who was their top pick in 2020 uh, he ended up committing to Ohio State and is now playing at Ohio State. Uh, Jack Becker is an interesting one. He's actually in his last year of eligibility before he would become a free agent. The Bruins drafted him in the seventh round in 2015. He spent uh, the bulk of his career playing for Michigan at times with Johnny Beecher, uh, but actually had an extra year of collegiate eligibility. So he's doing a, uh, a fifth year, and that is down in Arizona for Arizona State. Uh, and then a few others are Jake Schmaltz, uh, Riley Duran, who is playing at Providence, and then another BC kid, Trevor Kuntar, who we watched a little bit of last year. So a few uh, Bruins guys to watch this year. Obviously, you know, if you're looking for a little extra incentive or for a reason to get into college hockey, uh, the Bruins connection is obviously a good one. That's honestly just a small list, too. Uh, but Mason Lori will be a very interesting one to watch this year. So moving right along, uh, our power rankings, you know, it hasn't been too long. This is more or less a preseason power ranking, if you will. But figure, you know, might as well dive into those and take a look at them. Um, so, Lauren, why don't you go ahead and go first? Yeah, so for my power rankings, I have BU at number one. They had two power play goals and five unanswered goals in their exhibition game. UMass in at number two. There's still plenty of time to turn things around despite ugly offensive showing versus Minnesota. Um, BC at number three. They're getting goals from their forwards, defensemen, freshmen, seniors, from everybody. Um, and then Providence and UConn in at four and five. That one was tough for me. I was like, that could go either way, but uh, Providence edged them out because they are a bit of a pesky team. UConn has a good start to their icebreaker exhibition, exhibition season here. Um, then Northeastern at number six, UMass Lowell number seven, eight UNH, Merrimack at nine, Maine at 10, and Vermont rounding it out at 11. A good list we line up in a number of ways uh, so first I have Boston College still incredibly talented um, as long as you know they continue to have the pipeline that they do they recruit very well uh, they will continue to be one of the top dogs in college hockey 
Uh, BU, I like it number two. They're getting way more experience. They sort of had the down year in 2019 slash 20. Uh, a lot of that, in my opinion, was just because they had a lot of freshmen, a lot of rounding out to do. Uh, it does seem like they're getting more experience, and they started showing up a little bit better uh, in recent performances. So I'll go with BU at number two. UMass not off to a great start with the two losses in Minnesota to begin their season. Uh, still obviously coming off a monster year last year, so you can't really drop them down too much based on um, you know the early season performances, but not off to the greatest start, so I have them at third. Providence, always tough to play against, so they're fourth for me. And another team where as long as Nate Lehman's running the show there, uh, they're going to be a hard team to play against. They're going to be a very good two-way team. Uh, fifth, I have Northeastern. This is a big transition year. Uh, Jim Madigan now is their athletic director, so he's no longer the head coach. So uh, a little bit of a changing of the guard, if you will, on Huntington Ave. So I'd be curious to see how things change. I really like Jim Madigan as a coach, so uh, we'll see how things change under a little bit of uh, different guidance there. Six, I have UConn. You know, they're getting into the hockey East flow a little bit more now. They haven't been in there that long. Uh, it seems like they're starting to build a really good program. Uh, they're getting a little bit more NHL talent through there. Previously, it was just a lot of one-off guys, but they seem like a far more complete team now. So I'm curious to see what UConn does because I think the talent's there now. Uh, UMass Lowell, honest, honestly, this could change relatively soon if uh, Matt Cross ends up being the real deal as he seems to be. Uh, they have decent goaltending too. So I, I have North or UMass Lowell rather at seventh. I think they could end up a little bit higher. And then rounding out my bottom four is UNH, Merrimack, Maine, and Vermont. Uh, so we'll pivot to the national polls now because Hockey East, unsurprisingly, is very well represented. Uh, Minnesota State is number one, followed by St. Cloud, Michigan, Minnesota, and then Minnesota Duluth. Uh, Michigan, honestly, I'm a little surprised that they only came in at third so far, uh, largely because they are just chock full of NHL prospects and high-end talent. I would have figured it would have been a little bit higher. Uh, but in terms of the Hockey East connection, uh, we've got Boston College at 6th, UMass at 7th, BU at 10th, Providence at 11th, and Northeastern at 18th. So fairly well represented. Those are teams that we have high up in our power rankings. Uh, a lot of room for jockeying. So I guess are there any surprises maybe that you're looking for this year, Lauren, or any teams that you think could end up maybe surging from outside of the top 20 into the top 20 or teams that you think that are already there that might end up a little bit higher? You know, I have a lot of faith that BU will be ranked a lot higher than 10th, like two, maybe two, three weeks into the season. I know that there are a, a slew of good teams in Hockey East. Um, I think Michigan, I'm surprised that they're um, with you there. I'm surprised that they're as low as they were, even though it's not that low as low for Michigan. But, you know, I don't think I'm comfortable with where the other teams are within the top 20. I don't know if anyone else will really emerge from that, but I think BU will be a surprise and get into the top five. I will say I'm very much looking forward to the icebreaker tournament. I know that yes. Holy Cross isn't exactly in the same class as some of these other teams, but Quinnipiac has built a very solid program. And I mean, right off the jump at 4.30 uh, Friday, you have BC against Quinnipiac. That'll be a good test. And then Northeastern against Quinnipiac. So. I, I'm really looking forward to that, if for no other reason than seeing how the Bobcats kind of hang around with the, some of the top Hockey East teams. Uh, again, big transition year. I mean, new, new coach at Maine, obviously, after the passing of Red Gendron. Um, just a lot of changes all around. So between that and the COVID protocols changing, 
this year. And, you know, there's just more normalcy in some ways, but coupled with that are a lot of teams that have either graduated out a lot of guys or have new coaching. So, you know, this is a good time to really get into college hockey, especially regionally. Um, again, there are a lot of uh, teams in Hockey East that are commanding attention in the national polls. Um, I believe I can check it out in just a second, but there is uh, a lot of teams on the outside looking in, too, for, that are getting votes um, to be in the top 20 that are Hockey East teams. Um, of course, it's challenging now for me to find it. Um, oh, there we go. So, for one, not a Hockey East team, but Springfield nonetheless, AIC, uh, was just outside of the top 20. But UMass Lowell got 40 votes. Um, New Hampshire, 12. UConn, 6. Um, and, and that rounds it out. So, right there, that's, what, eight, nine teams from Hockey East that are at least getting consideration among some of the top in the country. So, time will tell. Uh, but there is a lot to look forward to this season. We'll obviously be around to uh, keep you covered with anything that you might need. But before we dip out of here, uh, we'll give you the Nesson schedule one more time for this weekend. Uh, while the Red Sox might be in the playoffs, it will not be on Nesson, which means uh, Nesson and Nesson Plus will be chock full of college uh, hockey and college sports at large. So on Thursday, straight up Hockey East matchup in Providence. That's Merrimack at Providence, who are number 11 in the country. That's at seven on Nesson. Uh, Friday marks the start of the icebreaker tournament at the DCU Center. So that begins with number six, Boston College against number nine, Quinnipiac. It's at 4.30 on Nesson Plus. Also on Nesson Plus is number 18, Northeastern against Holy Cross at eight. And then on Saturday, we'll have Northeastern against Quinnipiac at 4.30 on Nesson Plus, followed by Boston College against Holy Cross at 7.30 on Nesson. Once again, all of our Hockey East coverage is brought to you by Rockland Trust, where each relationship matters. Lauren, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? It's gonna be a fun weekend of hockey. It is. <laughs> Very yeah. fun weekend of well, hockey. And the Bruins don't start, their preseason schedule wraps up Wednesday, and then they don't play their regular season opener until Saturday. And so with the preseasons wrapping up, I mean, this weekend is pretty much blocked off for college hockey, sure which is. it's always kind of funny to think about how their season gets going uh, a little bit earlier than the NHL one does. I always think that it's going to be later on, but just sneaks up. The, the weather's changing, the leaves yep. are changing <laughs> colors. And so it's not just the NHL that's coming back or Major League Baseball playoffs. So we've, we've got college hockey, folks. Uh, so we'll dip out of here. We'll talk to you again soon. This has been the Nesson College Hockey Podcast. Until next time, I'm Logan. That's Lauren. We'll see you.